y'all. This is Ebony Griffin, your host of the Small Talk Big Thoughts podcast. And it is already December, last month of the year. So many things have happened in this year. I hope that all has been well with you. Uh, This episode, we are going to concentrate on separation, separating from things. Uh, the separation. Uh, in this case, we are specifically talking about the act or the process of moving apart or forcing something apart or having a gap or space between something. From a biblical standpoint, there are four types of separation. There is number one, God separates us from others. Two, we separate ourselves from others or they separate themselves from us. Uh, three, We separate ourselves from God, and the last one is God separates himself from us. Now, uh, we separate ourselves from others. I want to talk about that, and I want to provide biblical examples. Of course, I provide biblical examples because that is something that you get the opportunity to to participate in. I will have uh, the scriptures in the description so you can later refer to them. It would be helpful for you also to have your Bible open now and that way you can refer to the scriptures. But if you're unable to, maybe you're working or maybe you are not in a position to have your Bible open at that time, it's okay because those scriptures will be in the description box under scripture references. Again, we are going to start with when we separate ourselves from others. The biblical example of that is Abraham separating or Abram separating himself from Lot. Abram, Abraham uh, separating himself from Lot. And uh, they were relatives. As you know, Lot was Abraham's nephew. And they had a conflict. The conflict was one wanted to go in one direction. The other one wanted to go in another direction. What was the solution? The solution was like, well, we cool, but you go your way and I'll go mine. Now, if you listen to the last podcast episode before this one, you heard me speak about Lot's decision to separate himself and go to go in the direction that he went he went to Sodom and Gomorrah in that direction and he had some issues you need to refer back to that episode to take take a listen to that he had some issues there and he had to be rescued uh, or he would have been killed because of the sin and the debauchery in that particular land but overall this is about them separating so sometimes you have to say you know you're gonna go in your direction I'll go in my direction hey let's do this let's part but we can still be cool we can still be cordial we can still be amicable I'll get that right all right Paul another example Paul separates himself from Barnabas as you know they were both just very awesome in regards to spreading the gospel and uh, just really intricate in the New Testament and their walk and just honorable men before the Lord and they had Barnabas's cousin which is Mark if you know the New Testament you know that there is a book of Mark and so Barnabas's cousin is with them Mark and uh, they were being persecuted meaning they were being attacked for their faith and their beliefs and what was the conflict the conflict was mark had left them paul and barnabas while they were working working to uh spread the gospel 
And because he left them, they, Barnabas and Paul, got into a heated conflict about it and and they separated. Barnabas wanted to bring, initially wanted to bring Mark along to keep him along. And Paul is like, no, I don't want him here. He's not useful right now. Um, he's not useful uh, on the basis of what he did before. Now, that argument, you know, as I said, it was a little heated. They did separate from each other. But if you continue to read into the New Testament, you know that they were still cool. Paul later asked for Mark. Apparently, Mark made some adjustments in his work, in his individual work. And because he made those spiritual adjustments, he became profitable in the faith. And you can refer to Acts chapter 15, verse 36 through 39 for more information on the separation in itself. Now, Joseph's brothers in Genesis, they sold him into slavery. They literally separated him, Joseph, from their entire family. Um, now, if you read on, then you will know that Joseph was reunited with his family and his parents uh, and his brothers. Uh, so that wound up being a separation that was done by his brothers, but they later were reunited. So sometimes, of course, there is space that's put before between us we are put in a position where there is a gap there we have to go one way and someone else goes another way or in joseph's case someone separates you from them okay so that is uh the initial aspects and biblical examples of separation now the reasons we separate and this is throughout the bible these are a few examples of course there are many more but um, you, the reasons you would separate yourself is you separate yourself from uncleanness. Leviticus chapter 15 verse 31 says, Thus you shall keep the sons of Israel separated from their uncleanness so that they will not die in their uncleanness by their defilement um, in my tabernacle that is among them. So uh, this is identifying that the... The Israelites are to be separated, meaning they are to be clean. They are to be, uh, there should be a gap or a space between them and uncleanness, okay? Second uh, Corinthians, this is a New Testament verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Therefore, come out from their midst and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you. Now, this this uh, is really letting the Christians know at that point, these individuals who are Christ followers, uh, believers in Christ, it is specifically identified that those individuals by Paul, uh, whom we discussed earlier, says, come from their miss come out and from their miss meaning separate yourself from those that are around you he's speaking to the corinthians and he's telling the corinthians to separate themselves and don't don't be united with those around them okay separate themselves do not touch what is unclean notice there is a similarity between leviticus 15 and 31 
meaning separate yourself from uncleanness and 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 17 as in don't touch what is unclean. So separate yourself and do not touch what is unclean. Another reason for separation is separate yourself from unholiness. Leviticus chapter 20 verse 7 and Leviticus chapter 22 verse 2 reads therefore separate yourselves and be holy because I am the Lord your God so in this case there is a desire for us to be separate God wants us to separate ourselves to be holy separate ourselves remove ourselves put a gap in a space between unholiness meaning if you see unholiness one way you go the other way because you are striving to be holy so third reason to separate separate yourself from impurity Israel. You don't hear Israel as often. I love the book of Israel, but Israel chapter 6, verse 21 reads the sons of israel who returned from exile and all those who had separated themselves from the impurities of the nation of the land to join them to seek the lord god of israel ate the passover so in this chapter and verse israel is instructing those individuals they had separated themselves from impurity so that is a reason to separate yourself number four separate yourself from bad company and unwise people there are two scriptures here that i would like to highlight in that first corinthians chapter 15 verse 33 do not be deceived bad company corrupts good morals now we kind of hear things like birds of a feather flock together uh, but that really is similar that's a similar thing bad company corrupts your good morals proverbs chapter 13 verse 20 says he who walks with wise men will be wise but the companion of fools will suffer harm notice that this scripture doesn't say that say anything about the fool now there's plenty of proverbs <laughs> in the bible that talks about fools but this one specifically tells the person that's hanging with the fool that you if you hang out with the fool will suffer harm so in this case separate yourself from bad company because they corrupt good morals and separate yourself from unwise people or fools because the result will be that you will suffer harm number five separate yourself from unbelievers this scripture is always quoted and it is do not be unequally yoked this doesn't mean discard folk or just you know throw them to the wolves or throw up the hand this means that if you notice that someone is not walking in the ways of you now i mostly hear this scripture when people are talking about marriage so they may tell someone hey don't be unequally yoked don't marry someone that's unequally yoked and that's that's a great way to identify what your characteristics of your partner should be but this scripture do not be unequally yoked actually applies to every relationship in our lives that means with your job with your friends with your business partners um with your spouse with your um 
in all relationships, do not be unequally yoked. Meaning if they are not righteous, do not yoke yourself, tie yourself, tie yourself to someone that is not walking in the same direction. So when someone, uh, when horses are yoked, when uh, chattels and, and animals are yoked together, that means that they are tied together by the necks, right? And they are all tied for the purpose of them going in the same direction. But when you're unequally yoked, it's kind of similar to that whole Paul, uh, to the whole Lot and Abraham um example I gave earlier Abraham wants to go one way Lot wants to go another way and if they were tied together by the neck one would be going one way the other one would be going another another way and they wouldn't be going anywhere because they would both be like vying for the opposite directions so you're not going to go far if you're yoked or tied to someone that's going the opposite way you want to be united and you want to be yoked tied to someone that is going in the same direction that you're going so that's number five separate yourself from unbelievers if they do not believe in god if they don't know god it is not up to you to yoke yourself to tie yourself to um to someone that is not it makes things harder because like i said you're basically fighting for power one person is going one way it's more work to be tied to someone that does not believe in the same things that you believe in that does not um walk does not want to walk in the same direction that you want to walk now here hear this i am not telling you if you in your marriage or if you're in any type of business relationship or partnership with someone and things are not going right and y'all have conflict i ain't telling you to drop that or walk away from that but you definitely need to consider how you would become equally yoked what would be the best practices for you so I just want to kind of give a disclaimer there the number six separate yourself from lust this is pretty self-explanatory but I will go into it a little bit more because there is a notion of like one-sidedness when we hear the word lust so first Peter chapter 2 verse 11 says beloved I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts which wage war against the soul. Remember, you know, from this standpoint, it's overall lust. Do not, fleshly lust actually is being very specific here in regards to lust. First Peter is um, saying, don't be controlled by lust, okay? Um because it damages your soul now i want to say that lust does not always apply to sex and so when we hear the word lust people just automatically think about lusty eyes and let somebody lusting after somebody's body or just all these things uh but they're more sexual or sensual and and in many cases the word lust itself really means an intense desire for something so somebody could lust after somebody's job they can lust after a car they can lust after somebody's food uh or food in general you can lust after things that are outside of just sex so i want you to have an open mind here when you hear peter first peter 
chapter 2 verse 11 i urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts which wages war against the soul so if you're lusting after anything if you have a strong intense desire over about anything i don't care what it is if it's not about god you're lusting about it you're lusting for it and that's something that creates an idol and so you and i it behooves us to separate ourselves from that okay so uh going to the next level though the reasons those are the reasons that we separate ourselves uh, those are some things we separate ourselves from. Now we want to talk a little bit about when we when God separates us. Uh, and I'll give some biblical examples of that. And there are plenty of instances where God specifically tells us to separate ourselves. In the Old Testament, the Jewish people are set apart. They are separated unto God. They are separate unto God, meaning they were not to act like those other cultures and the people around them. There was a standard for those individuals that God set and they were expected to live out those standards. That is why to this day, if you have any Jewish friends, they have certain principles and values and things that they follow on Fridays on on the Sabbath there are certain things that they do and it is automatic and a part of that is because of what they learned in the Old Testament in regards to the standard that God set before them um so we are to be separate now um with that being said as I said before the Jewish people are still the chosen people they were separated during that time you know thousands of years ago and they are still chosen to this day now for the New Testament we as Gentiles you and I if you listen to this podcast and you're be- you're a believer in the in Christ Jesus then you would be a Gentile if you're not a, a Jewish person for Jesus um and so a Gentile as Gentiles we are included in the kingdom church and we are held to the same standard of separation as the Jewish people and so we are set apart we're as they are set apart we too are set apart and here are some scriptures to support that Matthew 25 verse 32 all of the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them from one another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats okay that's Matthew chapter 25 verse 32 John chapter 17 verse 16 they are not of this world even as I am not of this world now that is Jesus speaking and he is talking about those individuals and really this goes back to like how you should act we're in this world but we're not of this world he he came to this world but he was not of the world okay um so next scripture is philippians chapter 3 verse 20 for our citizenship is in heaven from which we also are eagerly waiting for our savior we eagerly wait for our savior the lord jesus christ then this goes and really connects to john chapter 17 verse 16 as in we are here in this world but we are not of this world we are not of the world and god jesus was not of the world and we are you know his followers 
And Philippians is saying we are citizens of heaven. So that's something that I don't want you to ever forget. Yes, you are here on this earth. We have the privileges to live out this beautiful life that God has destined us to live. But our citizenship is in heaven. We are foreigners here. Our citizenship is in heaven. We have those when the moment you come to know Christ, the moment you say yes to God, you got a passport stamp and that stamp is on you. That mark is on you and it is I am saved. I am saved. I belong to God and I am just a foreigner here on this in this world. My passport is stamped for heaven. So that is Philippians chapter 3 verse 20. Now as I said before there are so many scriptures to express when um we're when you're in the faith and your and your spirit is different from the masses because you belong to God. So there are many scriptures that show uh, how and why we need to separate ourselves from the world um and the reason of course is because God has a standard for us to follow as well as we are not citizens of this world we're citizens of heaven okay we belong to God and we know where we are from and so that goes there now lastly and more importantly I want to discuss when we separate ourselves from God and when God separates himself from us and the reason why this one is last is because it is vital this is one of those that I really want you to listen into. If you have to rewind it, if you have to play this portion back. I'm not saying the other portion is not important, but this one really does mean a lot. So you ever hear the saying that God is a gentleman? Um, that's I've heard it a lot and sometimes, you know, when you're new to the faith, you don't necessarily know what that means. Uh, but what that means is that God, he pursues us like a gentleman, you know, and, and now I'm talking old school gentlemen, not like these, uh, I don't need these new cats. I mean, I don't know. They don't know how to pursue, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about old school with courtesy, with um, finesse. He, God pursues us and he doesn't force himself he's not gonna force you he's not gonna be like be a christian be a christian walk in you know walk in my ways no it you may feel pressure or you may feel this uh desire the strong desire but it's not pressure he is a gentleman he's not going to force himself upon you to follow him it's like maybe other religions do it but that is not the way that this Christ walk is. So um, because of that, God gives us every opportunity to choose him. You know, so you have the opportunity to choose. I have the opportunity to choose him and get to know him. And I, when I say choose him and know him, I mean you really dig deep you get in his face you want to know him so much you want to understand his ways you want to love up on him you can't get enough of him you want him to love you he don't mind loving you you know you are in his space and 
And um, that really is the gentleman aspect of God. He doesn't pressure or push. However, some of us don't, we don't open ourselves up to his invitations. So that means that when he is pursuing us, we push him away. We put a gap between God and us. And um, that's really separating ourselves from him. Now, I don't, you know, you you may have heard someone say, or maybe you have even said, I don't have time for all that Christian stuff, uh, that Bible thumping stuff. Um, I, I, some people have said there ain't no God. I don't, I don't, I have so much to focus on. I got to focus on my, my schooling, my job, my kids, my mate. These are the things that people say, and I'm not knocking you for all the things that you have going on, but I think that is a testament to someone pushing God away, putting space between the person. And so when God is continuously pushed away, um, that is the separation. And he turns you over to yourself, meaning he lets you go your way and do what you want to do. And it's not a conflict. You know, it's like, I'm not going to hound you. I want you to choose me. God wants us to choose him voluntarily okay now a lot of these other religions are like listen choose us or you're gonna die no this 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 christ walk is different you know it's not a brutal walk it's choose to follow me choose me and i got you covered choose me and i got your back and so when we don't choose him like i said it's no pressure but when you don't when you don't choose them you are making the decision to intentionally intentionally separate yourself from him and this scripture is you know from it's applies to that it's it reads and this is matthew chapter 7 verse 23 it says depart from me i never knew you i'm gonna read that again this is god saying depart from me I never knew you. Now that is what separation really looks like. Um, So when you hear that, (laughs) God telling you to separate yourself, depart, go go on now, go on. He's telling you, go on now. As in, I pursued you. I put a thousand people, so many people in your path, maybe a thousand or more. I put commercials before you. I put scriptures before you. I put songs before you and you ignored me. And you're not choosing me and you didn't choose me. And now life, the lifetime is up. Your lifetime is up. Okay, he says, depart from me. I never knew you. So listen, people, you don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. In fact, I ain't going to hear it. Okay, I'm not hearing that. And so, uh, but you don't want to hear that either. You don't want to hear that statement because what that means is that there is eternal separation from God. That is, that depart from me, I never knew you, is an eternal separation from God. Meaning, that's an eternal forever gap. That means you can't come back from that. 
you know, now in the previous examples I gave, for the most part, those people reunited with the people that they walked away from. But in this case, when he says, go your way, depart from me, I never knew you, you don't get the opportunity to reunite with him. It's bye-bye and you go down. Because, of course, you know that the decisions we make are either up or down. So, you know, when it's, when our life is over, we are going up or we're going down. There's it, no in-between. It's up or down. And our life chooses. Our life speaks for the, w- which way we go. So, uh, what is the big thought? The big thought is to separate yourself from uncleanness. Separate yourself from sin. Separate yourself from lies and ungodly things. Separate yourself from lust. And most importantly, stay connected to God. Be glued to his word. Be glued to him. Don't let there be any gaps of separation between you and him. And I want to end with this scripture, which um, you may have heard. It's in Romans chapter 8, verse 35 through 39. And this is a part of the big thought. It says, who will separate us from the love of God? Will tribulation or distress or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or the sword. Now I'll read that again. Who will separate us from the love of God? And and basically there is a walkthrough of all of these things, and it's who will separate us? Well, your life answers that question. And so when life comes at you because life happens to all of us, your life will answer that question, and you will answer it by standing with the assurance that stress depression death of a loved one betrayal joblessness attacks nothing can separate me from my love of God or separate me from his presence okay so that is the big thought don't let anything separate you from God choose God now you can separate yourself from all those other things and you might be in a position to separate yourself from other people but choose God do not separate yourself from him um you don't want to hear depart from me I never knew you you want to hear nothing can separate me from the love of God okay so that's all friends until next time good people remember to share this podcast and share the gospel with others Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Oh. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk. Big thoughts, big thoughts.